Salutations, folks, and welcome to Slow Motion Triple Feature, a podcast in which three friends watch three movies over the course of three weeks. Each month, a different friend will select a different triple feature for their friends to enjoy and discuss. <laughs> Slow Motion Triple Feature is one of the many fine podcasts brought to you by the American Friend Institute. Kit, would you like to tell us a little more about the American Friend Institute? I'm still doing this? <laughs> we, don't, we don't have to, but if you want to. Okay, okay. we do have to. Hold on, I gotta fucking scroll up. I'm gonna have to scroll up so far eventually. Um, you have a lot of notes? Yeah, I'm on page 15, and eventually I'm gonna have like hundreds and if not thousands can uh, uh, can i say something one document we're n- we'll we will probably never do the same movie twice so you can delete no, your notes. someone has okay i am first of all i am the archivist of all of your lives and then like someday we're gonna forget like wait did we already do like what was in this thing or like and i'm gonna know so anyway um okay The American Friend Institute is an organization that honors the heritage of the motion picture arts. We produce educational podcasts about film, including Adam Sandler, A Life in Pictures, and have curated a jury-selected list of the 100 greatest films of all time. The American Friend Institute was founded out of our mutual disgust that The Exorcist was not on the American Film Institute's list of 100 greatest movies. It's also not on our list because no one nominated it. I think we all probably thought someone else would do it. So no Exorcist, but Tommy Boy did squeak in at number 100. According to the American Friend Institute, Tim Burton is the greatest director of all time, and the three best films in cinema history all came out in one year, in a one-year period between 1981 and 1982, two of them starring Harrison Ford. I'm your host, Mike Keller, and I am joined today by my good friends and even better co-hosts, Andrew and Kit. Uh, Tonight, we begin Andrew's Tom Cruise movies. Wait. (laughs) Tonight, we begin Andrew's Tom Cruise movies Mike has not seen, triple feature, with 19... (laughs) Is it 1988? Yes. With 1988's Cocktail, directed by Roger Donaldson and starring the one and only Elizabeth Shue. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Uh, am I the only one of the three of us who had? I not had seen not it? seen it. Yeah, that's oh. why I wanted to watch it. Was because it was it was a movie that none of us had seen. Okay. Even though this triple is more about movies you haven't seen, but let me also say this as a disclaimer because I feel a little bit bad. I thought that this movie was like entirely about bartenders. I who also spin thought bottles. that. I okay good. <laughs> <laughs> like I was I was like stoked that that it was going to be like. A stunt uh-huh. movie with Tom Cruise, but just like he's standing <laughs> in one place. Just juggling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really know what to expect with this. I thought it was going to be kind of like, um, gosh, not really like Roadhouse, but just that kind of a movie where it's just like, I don't know, like a kind of like a romance where it takes place at a bar and it's like kind of that kind of thing. I mean, Roadhouse is a movie in which Patrick Swayze rips a man's throat out. Well, I'm thinking like the the idea being like there's this one venue and we got to, you know, protect the venue because it's this bar that means so much to us. Like Empire Records. Yeah, I was kind of picturing something like that, I think. 
I, yeah, I didn't really sit down and map it out before I watched the movie, but that's what my impression would be, just from the cover. Tom Cruise at the bar. Um, so none of us had seen it. Oh, that's interesting. So um, who wants to go first? Who, who wants to share their thoughts first? Well, I did, <laughs> I did not like this movie. Me neither. Um, okay. It was, it was really bad. And, um, it, it like, I, I did feel, I didn't feel too terribly bored throughout. Like there were definitely moments where I was like, I was in a scene and I would, I would think like, oh, this scene by itself is like, there's, there's nothing fundamentally wrong with it. Mm -hmm. But once it's in context with everything else it like, like I had, I think I was like, like two thirds of the way through the movie and I was like, and I think I, one of my, one of my notes was, what is this movie about? Like, um, I, I, and maybe it's because I brought in so much expectation, uh, that the movie was about bottle juggling. <laughs> like, I think, <laughs> I think maybe cause they, they like really wowed me at the top of the movie with Tom Cruise learning to juggle, like even watching Tom Cruise not know how to juggle and then, jumping to Tom Cruise knowing how to juggle. Like maybe that was so enjoyable that first like 15 minutes uh, that the movie just like once it nose dives and becomes like super like depressing, I guess I just never really found out. Like I didn't, it was very confusing going from New York to Jamaica and then back to New York. And I mean, yeah. And then, and then to me almost inexplicably, there's a, this movie's like punctuated by a, a, suicide yeah. like a very and a pregnancy one. the pregnancy felt tacked on too what the fuck yeah exactly um so yeah i think uh i think this movie's very shallow um and then and and to cap it all off uh <laughs> the the thing at the end where he announced it like i didn't i had trouble understanding what his goal was the entire time like yeah I, I i asked has the movie told us what his quote-unquote marketing ideas are oh because I, yeah i had I no idea and then at the end of the movie he plainly states that his dream is to like essentially dilute his brand by franchising it out to the suburbs well they had they had kind of said that earlier in the movie when he was working with the uh the other fella I can't remember his name. Yeah, they talked about um, like putting it in the mall. I don't know either of their names. <laughs> but how is that? Yeah, like how so. is that a cool idea for a movie? Like if you, I mean, movies <sighs> are all like think about think about every movie about a a a, a, a like an establishment where people work at like a, mm -hmm. a bar like a Coyote Ugly or uh, right. you've got mail, um, you know where people work in a place, it's always like, it's an underdog sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And, and they're always trying to like, um, you know, protect themselves against like the, the big retailers or whatever. Mm -hmm. And this is a movie about a man who wants to start like a red Robin or something. Well, I, Andrew, yeah. I said the same <laughs> thing, but about like a different aspect of it. Like where you're saying like, why is this the, the, the premise? And, I had that thought about like, I think we're supposed to think that these guys are cool and hot shit, right? You know, but they brag. <laughs> There's that scene where the crazy buddy is like, is daring Tom Cruise to hit on the rich lady. Um, yeah. And it's like, wait, so yeah. they're 
bragging about being able to marry rich women so that they never have to work like like yes. i know that you know gender is a construct or whatever but like women trying to marry rich men that can be a plot point in your movie and we'll still not necess- we'll still maybe think that the women are attractive but <laughs> men trying to marry a rich woman is like that's not a sexy like cool attribute well- and they don't like men don't brag about prostituting themselves. I don't think they're not like, cool. I got this rich lady to fuck me. And now I'm a kept man for life. I'm so cool. So, okay. With, with that, um, let's call him Tom Cruise's buddy. Cause I don't remember his name, <laughs> uh, but like Brian, when he, Brian Brown, is that, that's the actor's name? I think. <laughs> yeah. Something. I think Ryan. No, it's, Bri- it's Brian. Oh, <laughs> it's Bri- Yeah. It's Brian Brown. But I he think was in- Ryan okay. might be Tom Cruise's character's name. <laughs> No, Tom Cruise's character's name is Brian. <laughs> Wait, they're both named Brian. Let's call him no, Brian One no, and no. Brian Two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wait, who's Brian One? Who do you think? The guy whose name is actually Brian? No, or it's Tom, Tom Cruise? Cruise. Number one, all the way, baby. All right, Tom Cruise, Brian <laughs> okay. One. So here's what I was gonna say. Okay. <laughs> when Tom Cruise's buddy comes and he finds him in Jamaica, and he's like, "Hey, I got this hot rich wife now." Um, Was it like, had they said something earlier in the movie and I missed it of like, he wanted to marry a hot rich lady and that Tom Cruise also wanted to? Okay. I must have just like, I didn't realize it was like, that was both of them wanted to marry a hot lady. It's it's so weird because like, it's, it's the guy who's like the Tao of bartending, Brian Mm Chu, is kind of explained to Tom, to Tom that like, to Brian one, that. They're bartending, I guess, on like Wall Street, basically. Um, And so everyone coming into the bar is rich. And I thought what he was going to say is like, so there's like kingmakers coming in here. And if they like you or if you need to get them, you know, you have an idea or something like they're people who can make things happen. But he doesn't say that. What he says is a lot of these women are really wealthy and <laughs> you can fuck them and they'll buy you things like that's mm-hmm. kind of what he's and and actually you can marry one of them and be set for life and i'm just like i guess i'm thinking now because there were aspects of this movie too that reminded me of working girl like the opening and everything and the shitty music and i i'm, I'm like is this a response to like you know the 80s being kind of like the first decade where like women are like really like you know, kind of equal, uh, an equal number of them are like in the workforce as you know, with men. And is this like a response to that? That like, is this a movie about what this does to men or something? Or like for the first time, like men can like go out and marry a rich lady instead of women having to marry a rich guy. It was, it was, it's just, it's so, that is such a strange setup for your like hot shit bartending guys see i don't i don't think it would be that like i think that that idea would be cool if the movie wasn't so confused over whether or not we were supposed to root for them or not i think well like i yeah yeah i felt felt like we were definitely i felt like we were definitely rooting for tom cruise right but then he's he's, yeah he's horrible he says shit like when when uh uh when he goes to see elizabeth shoe so he 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 meets Elizabeth Shue in Jamaica. They have like a romantic day and a night together. Mm-hmm. And then right. I know you are. And then uh, <laughs> and and then and then the dare that uh, she just mentioned about 
that happens like after their day and she uh elizabeth shoe like witnesses tom cruise walking back to the old rich lady's room and then uh and then elizabeth shoe disappears because she's upset and she thought they had something between them and then tom cruise runs into her in new york and he wants to explain uh and so he goes back to her to elizabeth shoe's apartment to explain and his explanation is when a guy lays down a dare you gotta take it right which what is true f- but that's I what mean, I legally that's- it is true legally but what i'm saying is is that's why i question that the movie wants us to root for tom cruise because i don't like that's we're really far into the movie and that's the type of shit that he's saying right what, yeah so um, unless the movie doesn't know that you actually don't have to take a dare at the age of 30 years old. I know, like, like yeah. that's his, and I'm like, we don't see anything in his past that suggests, like, why is he like this? <laughs> like, why does he maintain such a stupid idea? Like, is, does it have to do with his family or being in the military or something? Like, that this is, like, his life philosophy is that, and he's just so stupid to keep falling for Brian Two's bet stupid bets that he proposes that are like clearly designed to ruin tom cruise's life also for reasons we don't really get any insight into like why does he hate his best friend like i can put stuff on it which i'm like okay is he jealous because tom cruise is more talented or younger than he is or better looking or whatever but the movie doesn't really help us understand any of that that's just like my rationalization for why he's keeps fucking with a guy he says he loves and is like his only friend in the world right yeah and we get we get to the end of the movie uh not the end of the movie but the the point where elizabeth shoe um like they tom cruise knows that she's pregnant with his with her baby and and he goes to like get her at her penthouse apartment or whatever the fuck and he wants her to like run away with him and i was so shocked that she did Didn't, that that she went with him i know because, yeah and that's the thing like that was that so that like i truly i think the one of the reasons that i was not like totally bored by this movie is because i truly could never get like a, a strong enough grasp on the characters or what was happening or what the movie was trying to tell me that i was unable to really guess what would happen next so like the fact yeah. that she went off with him well, not only does it make no sense, but uh, it was a total shock. And then I thought, well, maybe the movie's gonna do kind of like a uh, like a like a, a graduate type ending, you know, like where she's mm-hmm. gonna be like, oh shit, what did I? Do? But no, everything seems to fucking work out for this dude at the end, and he becomes the or it proposes that the, he becomes the the head of some sort of franchise well, empire. And then the they like totally like codify the premise that the reason he cheated on her was because she was too nice to him basically (laughs) like like when she says at the end like oh i'm like you're not gonna get spooked or whatever i'm like this is not cute like he you should run from this person he sucks Mm -hmm. and i mean he's played by tom cruise i really want to like him he is the fucking worst yeah. He's an idiot. He's super easily manipulate, manipulated. He doesn't really have a plan. He, you know, fucks people for money, which, like, that's 
not something like admirable you know <laughs> like what like that's it's and, and and that and it's weird because like he's not even really fucking people for money he's because that's actually that would be more admirable he's fucking people because his friend dared him to <laughs> like he's like his friend basically dares him into a new lifestyle <laughs> where he's like living right. in a also did you guys notice that the movie like skips every scene you'd maybe want to see what do you mean yeah like it I, no hey, it go keeps go it's like how does he get together with Elizabeth Shue? How does he end up with his bar, which we've been told is like the dream of the movie? Like, what? Well, I think I, I think I, under, I think I know the answer to that. They just, you're right. Yes, I totally, I totally get what you're saying because there would be things that would be happening in the movie, and I would be like, did they? Was this something that I missed? Like the thing about. Where he says to the 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 rich lady he's dating, he says, um, "Did you talk to the such and such sales guys about my marketing ideas?" And the, my question is, you know, I said earlier, did the movie ever tell us what his marketing ideas were? I have no idea. No. I saw him read a book about how to become a millionaire. I wrote that I down as just like terrible writing because it's like that's not how people talk. Like. <laughs> Like he what are would marketing say, ideas? Well, but I it's like if I was going to talk to you about our podcast and be like, I would not say, hey, Andrew, are you available to record slow motion triple feature our our podcast that we do together tonight? You know, I wouldn't make it. E I would say something maybe like, hey, are we doing cocktail tonight or whatever? And you would know what I meant because we have a fucking relationship and we have the context. But the movie's like, well, they don't, if we just say what the marketing, first of all, then we'd have to come up with what a good a marketing idea would be, right. which we can't do. And, the, you know, the audience won't be able to tell, like, what's he talking about? It's, it's that's that was the worst line in the movie, in my opinion. It was awful. But to, to answer your question about the bar at the end, what I think happened that the movie never told us but i'm just piecing it together based on what's in that scene i think that was his uncle's bar mm -hmm. and he just they they transformed it into a douchey cocktail lounge i think it was too also if his marketing ideas are anything like the cocktail and what is it cocktails and dreams cocktails and dreams cocktails and yeah. jesus fuck which obviously it's so weird because even the movie was smart enough not to call itself that like yeah. i'm sure the script that i'm sure that was the script title the working title and then someone was like you cannot fucking call your this movie cocktails and dreams that sucks but they still let the bar be called that yep yeah so apparently the script was originally pretty dark and um two of the oh gosh so the uh buddy and then his rich wife mm -hmm. both of those actors said that they like really liked the script and they they were on like pretty early in the the process and they said they'd read the script and they were really impressed by it and all this and uh he said it was one of the best uh, Brian number 2 said it was one of the best scripts he'd ever read yeah yeah. And then I guess at some point uh, Disney got involved like with the production and I guess that, you know, they were financing it or something. 
And they wanted it to be basically kind of what we wanted it to be, which was Tom Cruise spinning bottles. Mm -hmm. And so I guess the script went through like like 30 rewrites and just kind of became really messy. Um, oh. And I, But so so my take on the movie, just this is my first time seeing it. I'm just kind of going through it. I totally agree with uh, what Andrew was saying. We're like. You're inter you're not bored because you're just like, well, where's this going? All mm -hmm. right. OK. It, you know, I wasn't necessarily on the edge of my seat at any point. But uh, it just kind of like rambles along. And I actually think the first like half of it before they go to Jamaica, like I was pretty on board for it. And I was like, oh, that's not half. You know, that's like 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Really? OK. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. A lot but happens like, and it's paced pretty decently. But yeah, it is 20 minutes. OK. So like th that first 20 minutes then, like I was like, OK, we've got this like young, like ambitious guy. Like he's really determined to like make something of himself. We're not really sure what, but like I'm curious to see what's going on. Uh, and then the thing happens with he gets in this big fight. Like you know they're hot shots at this like you know hipper bar or club mm -hmm. I guess, and uh, they get in a fight. And then he goes to Jamaica, and I was like, okay, well that's didn't you know not typical, but like you know I was thinking again like workplace comedy kind of thing or just that kind of that's what the movie I was expecting. Um, but uh, but yeah. So then from Jamaica or Jamaica, right? Is that what they are? Mm -hmm. Jacob, Jamaica. Okay. Um, it rambles along. And then there's a whole thing where it's like now he's, you know, he meets Elizabeth Shue, who was super cute. I loved her in this. Mm -hmm. you know, she didn't have a lot to do and, you know, anything like that. But she was good. Um, but uh, but then it's like they so they have like one day of wonderful love and passion. And then his friends like, you know, dares him. He's like, was yeah, it, you should go. It was more than a day, right? No. It, no, it, was one it really didn't seem it seemed like it was, a montage. Of I like, thought, it, I, I they thought they'd day. been together for weeks when he cheated on her. No, it was uh, it was a it was they had like a day and a night because he went to he went to work in the same like the after like afternoon. after right. They finished hanging out because he's in the same clothes. So then so that night, like, but it could hours, be like a uniform kind of a thing. I mean, My, yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's I don't know what weeks, it was though. supposed to be. It's not weeks. But yeah, my impression was this was like a day I or two. I think it's weeks. <laughs> okay, what is she doing there for weeks? She's at a resort for weeks? Well, I guess she's rich. She's rich. And it's summertime right. or something. No, it's winter in New York. Sure. Either way. And then suddenly this thing comes in where he's dared to do this. And so now he's like, you know, uh, he's with this rich lady. He's not really happy with her, but he's such an ambitious person that he's willing to shove Elizabeth's shoe to the side. And anyways, I guess my point is that the story rambled along uh, not enjoyably enough, but like quickly enough uh, that I was I was into it. And then it just wraps up with this kind of like kind of a super happy ending. And also the scene in her uh, dad's apartment where he's like, if you go with him, you're out of the family forever. I'll never talk to you. Like <laughs> that it scene felt is exactly. Yeah, it felt like a John Hughes movie briefly, like. It, it, it was like a clip show of different 80s movies for the second half of but it with, or so. Within, um, within that scene, like that dad goes through, like I thought like his motives, what I thought his motives were completely changed. And his... Well, they changed the character. They change him. They change, but in the middle they, of they, the scene. Yes, they change, uh, well... What I think, you can tell me what you think they do, but what I think that they do is they add the doorman and the promise of violence 
from these two people. Like, they literally assault a pregnant woman in this scene in order to get you on Tom Cruise's side. But That's even, how I feel. even before that, the first time he goes to the house and he's talking to the dad, the dad almost seemed like, he seemed like a good dad, first of all. Because he was like, well, he says something confusing. He says something confusing like, um, oh, what was it? Sorry, I'm going to look at my notes. I'm sorry, Mike. We'll go back to you. Uh, no, I was... I had pretty much said my piece. Um, but like, yeah, he ref he refuses to shake Tom Cruise's hand, oh. and but then he's really nice to him. But he right. just like, but like that makes sense. That he's mad, but he yeah. also says something where he says, "I don't know what really happened between you two, but he actually does because his daughter told him. Like, I don't know what that means. He's I don't know what really happened between you two. And then he like he, Tom Cruise cheated on her. You know that he told like, what does that mean? Like, I does he, he may not, not know about the dare. Oh yeah, that would change everything. Um, would change everything. But like, yeah, he's kind of like, yeah, I don't really want you um, with my daughter because you cheated on her. But then, as soon as she comes into the scene, it turns out he doesn't want Tom Cruise with his daughter because he's a bartender or whatever. Oh right. But it's yeah. like nothing. Right. I mean, he's been like you say, like he's mad at. He's clearly like mad at him because of what he did to his daughter but he seems kind of reasonable because it's like is the father of my daughter's child that's how i was reading it and so he's like kind of civil to him and then the daughter gets there and all of a sudden he's like he's an asshole who doesn't like tom cruise because he's not rich as opposed to because he cheated on your daughter which right that's enough reason for a dad to hate a guy <laughs> you know right yeah, I agree. Then they like they the dad just like has no, they throw in. Like, I for sure thought she was going to get pushed down the stairs and lose the baby in that scene. Yeah. So when this movie came out, the critics were saying more or less what we're saying, but it made one hundred and seventy million dollars worldwide on a twenty million dollar budget. So it was pretty much a hit with audiences. Um, and I think. I think it's just maybe the charisma of Tom Cruise or even like the uh, the fun parts like in the bar, like a I don't know, maybe that may or maybe people felt like they were getting a good romance out of it. What? Let me ask just you this. The, what I want to know, like what his star meter was at. at that time. Well, that's like, the thing. What, he had so done. What, he he was huge. Yeah, he, he had, had done Top, Top Gun, Gun like right then. He had also done um, Color of Money. Like, right. yeah, it those was, are the two. He, he did right was Tom that. Cruise by this point. Okay. Oh, and you guys. But so, Color of Money and uh, Top Gun. But the third most recent film he had been in was Legend. So we all know, mm -hmm. you know how, right? I think that's right. Maybe that's not right. I think that. Yeah. And also, it's like Anyways. I think it's strange because one question I had was like, why did Tom Cruise do this movie? And Mike, you made it sound like the script had already become bad by the time he signed on. Like, well, yeah, and part of. I don't remember who said this. Part of what I read was that, uh, gosh, possibly the guy who played his buddy mm -hmm. was kind of complaining that the script was really good. And then when they brought, like Tom Cruise said he was interested, but when they brought him on, it was kind of like, well, this isn't the kind of character that people, like people like Tom Cruise for a certain reason. Yeah. You know, we've seen him in Top Gun. Uh, this isn't really like a Tom Cruise movie. So they tried to kind of make it more of a Tom mm -hmm. Cruise movie. And then I think, you know, Disney had their just kind of general... So maybe you know, he was attracted to this, but it's like up until this point, I think 
even like from his very first movies, it seems like he's picking movies based on directors he wants to work with or if there's planes in them. Like he like he works with Ridley Scott and Francis Ford Coppola and who else? Just like like pretty he's willing to take like smaller parts in like projects that have like really prestigious directors behind them. And then he does this movie, which I don't think is by anyone notable. Roger it's, Donald uh, Roger Donaldson. Yeah, and he oh. um He's actually done some pretty good stuff. Yeah, well, okay. I, you can tell which what what movies that did he do that you thought were pretty good? Dante's uh, Peak, I'm guessing is what Mike is going to say. Well, Kit, yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> there are there no, are no. there are a couple in there that are that are okay, but I think this guy is by and large a pretty big hack. So um, I have not seen Sleeping Dogs or Smash Palace, but both of those are supposed to be pretty good. Those were some of his earlier movies when he was still in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. But I really like Species. I think Species is a really fun, good movie. Uh, I also I enjoy Dante's Peak, but I know it's maybe I like the bank job, good. and and Dante's Peak is not good, mm-hmm. but I I also enjoy it. I think. Species is like a really wants to be a Verhoeven movie, but um, and I think that's kind yeah. of his mo. I think he makes a lot of movies that want to be made by other people. Um, hey, but, yeah. I can't believe you brought up Paul Verhoeven because you know what my theory about this movie is? What it is the male showgirls? Yeah, like that makes sense. Yeah, that's so weird. I didn't know that about this guy that he that he's like Verhoeven esque, which what a weird thing to be. Uh, but like he, he's not. He's I think but he's he trying just tries to be. To em- right. I think he tries to emulate people. But it's like Gina huh. Gina Gershon is in both those movies. There's a crazy terrible sex scene in both of those movies. Um, there's like kind of like inexplicable power games between a mentor and a more talented protege. It starts with the protagonist Whoa. coming into town on a bus with a duffel bag. It's about big, stupid dreams that no one should probably have. Um, every- but strip or uh, showgirls came years later. I like know, but I'm just later. saying I, okay. everyone wants to fuck everyone. Um, it glamorizes a sub subculture that is not glamorous at all. Um, it, it there are weird like homoerotic relationships between the protagonist and the quasi villain who isn't you know he's not really a villain and then there's like really unflattering bathing suits and underwear and stuff in both of them so unflattering <laughs> tom cruise's when he wakes up in that girl's bed and is like he's like his like underwear first he's wearing tidy whities which i guess you know he can he's pull famous off for sometimes. them yeah but they're like <laughs> They're like massive. They're like pulled up halfway his, up his back. His shorts when he's shooting baskets, which like I think it's cool that they showed that he was really making those. Um, yeah. But his shorts, there's like a shot from behind him. And I'm like, Tom Cruise has to have a better ass than these <laughs> shorts are allowing for. Like they look it looked terrible. <laughs> so we can we can cut this. I watched Magnolia recently. Mm-hmm. And Kate, you've never seen that, right? I've seen it. Oh, you have seen it. Yeah, so not a long time. The part where um, Frank T.J. Mackey is like in his tidy whities and he's like doing stretches in mm-hmm. front of the reporter before she interviews him. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, not, I never noticed. Like they put like a basketball in his tidy whities It's yeah. so like the bulge is so, it's so way way ridiculously over the top. Um, that yeah, that when you mentioned Tom Cruise in his tidy whities that's what that made <laughs> me think of. But yeah. Well, anyways. is that? I mean, that's like a. Paul Thomas Anderson's signature, right? Just like giant yeah. wings. Well, especially right after, yeah, Boogie Nights. Uh, if you listen to the commentary for Boogie Nights, 
when it gets to the, uh, spoiler alert to anybody out there who has not seen Boogie Nights, but uh, it gets to the end where Mark Wahlberg is standing in the mirror and um, uh, in the commentary, P.T. Anderson, you know, I, I don't remember if he like turns to it or what, but you see his, his huge dick just hanging there while he's looking at himself in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And P.T. Anderson goes, and that's a big fake dick on Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've always wondered. I'm looking at a picture yeah. that one of the, at the picture from Magnolia now, and it's like so big that it doesn't even look like a penis. Isn't it? No, not at all. It it really looks like just blatantly fake. I'm sure they were laughing on set when they <laughs> uh, put that in there. It, yeah, it's just there's no possible way. It would have to be like three feet long and then rolled up into a. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, one of the few things in Magnolia. Well, I guess Magnolia has moments of humor, but it was one of the goofiest things in Magnolia. Anyways, back to I cocktail. Also, I also want to say that uh, Roger Donaldson is, um, he remade Sam Peckinpah's best movie into one of the, getaway. The, into one of the worst movies. <laughs> yeah, what movie? So, he remade The Getaway. The getaway. He, uh, oh. he made it with uh, Alec Baldwin and Kim Basinger. Oh, yeah. His, uh, yeah. He also remade, he also did that Mutiny on the Bounty remake with uh, Mel and Anthony Hopkins. I think that is, I think that is like his good movie. Like I think that I think yeah. that movie's supposed to be pretty good. Um, Wasn't Thirteen Days supposed to be pretty good? The Kevin Costner one. Eh, it's okay. No, I, I never saw it. I thought it, at the time I thought I got like my social studies teachers sure liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, Daniel, well, Daniel Day Lewis is in this movie too. The uh, the the bounty. Bounty. Yeah. The getaway. Bounty. 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 What's the bounty? Oh. Yeah, I think, I mean, I don't know if that movie is good or not. I think it's a weird film to remake because the one um, from, well, but they had already, I mean, I guess it's just one of them because they remade it in 62 as well. But like the 1935 version is just like a Stone Cold classic. But I don't know. Maybe that's why he did it. Oh, David Lean was involved with this. Yeah, oh, it was I mean, originally it was originally going to be David Lean remaking it. Oh, damn. Yeah. And they brought hmm. this guy. Dino De Laurentiis was involved. Sorry, this is just me reading Wikipedia about a movie we're not Dino. talking about and Tom Cruise is not even in. Uh Oh, uh thanks to this film, uh we have The Beach Boys Kokomo. I guess that I was, was wondering released. if it came from this. I my yeah. note was um Kokomo to don't worry, be happy is one red, red wine away from being the unholy trifecta. <laughs> Those are like my three like least favorite songs ever. So Roger Donaldson, uh, and something I was reading, he actually apologized for uh, don't worry, be happy. Cause he said that he just heard it on the radio on the way to the set one day. He's like, Oh, that'd be good in the movie. And so they put it in the movie. <laughs> and then he said after it was in cocktail, it was like everywhere, mm-hmm. like inescapable. And so he apologized the, for that. The I thought, mu- I nice. I thought the music was horrible. Like in a way, this was like the worst of the eighties. Like the clothes were not good, except for the one thing, the one that the that the rich lady that he cheats on her with was wearing uh-huh. an amazing thing that people would kill to wear today. But like Elizabeth Shue is gorgeous and cute. Her hair looks like shit in this. I even thought I thought a weird thing. Tom Cruise, I swear to God, got way better hair and way better looking over the course of the film. Like, 
by the yeah. last act of the movie, like when he comes to see her in the restaurant and he's like, won't leave, his hair looks amazing. He looks gorgeous. Not that he wasn't gorgeous in the first part, but he was like a little bit more like I think that Tom Cruise had kind of a flip like around the time around 1990 where he went from being like an obviously very gorgeous man to like the most beautiful man you've ever seen in your life. And I may have, ha- might've happened in the course of shooting this movie. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they, maybe they knew it was going to be bad. And so they had to like work on his image. Yeah. He looks so beautiful. Like, wow. He looked oh. great in that scene. Here's, here's a question. Uh, here's one of my notes. It says, I, I asked, uh, one of my early on notes is what is bartending? And the reason, the reason I asked this question is because I, I think, I think it's, it's like, even when they're doing their tricks and stuff, I, I felt that the crowds that were like massed around them were like insane. Like there were so many people. I just don't think that any, and like when they're at that, uh, they, when they move from the kind of dive bar to like the hipper club, and when he actually goes and he punches uh, Brian number two, mm-hmm. um, and all of the music stops, <laughs> and this entire this entire club of like five hundred people or whatever stops and is paying attention to the fucking bartenders. Yeah, I did. I don't understand. That's the thing. It's like I. Uh, that wasn't the well, another problem with this movie. That's kind of what I mean. Where it's like it's similar to Showgirls to me. Where it's like, okay. You can make a movie about bartenders, but have an actual interest in like what being a bartender is like, you know, like that is I'm sure like a subculture and with that attracts a certain kind of person or a certain kind of person is successful at it. But they just make up this idea that bartenders are really cool and like the stars (laughs) of the bar. And like, that's never been the case. What was the fucking poetry shit? I mean, has anyone, I know like drunk, drunk people will woo anything, but like, has anyone, when he's like, they're playing uh, I'm all shook up and he's what, what do you, you know, shaking up a cocktail and he like shakes it and goes, I'm all shook up. And then you hear like multiple people go, woo. And it's like, (laughs) this, there was television by 1988. Like people don't have to do this for entertainment. It was so weird. And what was the yuppie thing? Was yeah. that performance art? Like was that guy playing a yuppie, a yuppie? Or what? What was the yuppie thing? The guy who, the first guy with the glasses who does the poetry that I don't even know if qualifies as poetry. And he's oh yeah, like the yuppie poet. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't know if yeah. if that's like, is that like the entertainment for the evening of, at the bar? Is he yeah, actually a yuppie? Is it spontaneous? Like, is he a performer? And then like, how does it end up that Tom Cruise gets up and does the same thing? It's non. It's completely nonsensical. And yeah. the the really weird thing is, is that this the the concept from this movie, like the writer Haywood Gold, when he when he was when he first was coming up with the concept, like it was about sort of like people who have big dreams and end up as bartenders. Like they they go in and they're like, oh, I just need a job to get me yes. to the thing that I really want to do. And he says and- that there's one part in like the middle of the movie where he, the conversation that he has with Elizabeth Shue about you know, how we're, they're surrounded by like things that made people, you know, dumb shit that made people millionaires. And he admits like, you know, that you become a bartender to 
so you can, you know, it's it's your night gig. So then you can like work during the day on the thing that you actually care about. But then the night just gets longer. And it's like that sounds so much like it's from a different yes. script. <laughs> like, yes. And yeah. Yeah. And that's 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 the most like honest thing in the entire movie. Like uh, just thinking, you know, when I was in college and I was working at a restaurant like that was totally what would happen to people is they would uh they'd make a, they'd make a m- not very much money but more mm-hmm. money than they'd ever made in their life so all they would do is party um and that's like a common thing mm-hmm. that, uh with with restaurant right. staff but in- instead they decided somewhere along the way instead of like that that, that like it sounds like it was going to be kind of a thing of like a per, a, de- a desperate person without a lot of resources ends up like kind of trapped in this situation where they, you know, are partying and bartending and, and drinking all night and like fucking people for money and like all this kind of stuff because they're trying to get out of this hole that they can't get out of. And it just like keeps compounding the problem. And they took that situation, which is totally relatable and like we wouldn't think that they were bad people because of that. And it's, but instead the movie is like, you aspire to this, right? They're so cool. It's like, no, we don't want, nobody thinks that this is like a great life that, you know, that like, or that we should be like, I want to be like these guys. And so like that one scene works because it's like acknowledging that, yeah, there's fun stuff about what he's doing, but it's like, not sustainable and you know taking him farther away from where he wants to go instead of bringing him closer to it but but the rest of it is like we're supposed to think it's cool that like i don't know it's so weird well yeah and like building off of just sort of sort of making this lifestyle seem cool um not even in like i have moral qualms with it type of way which like whatever i don't care but like um there was no uh, Ebert actually pointed a lot, a lot of what you said. Uh, but one of the things he pointed out in his review was uh, there's no hangover. There's like no downside at one point, like maybe Tom Cruise stumbles around a little bit, but there's no, like, I know I kept you know, which thinking, which is a huge part of our culture is like right. the back and forth of it. I think. Yeah. I, ke- I that's but, what I was like. I kept thinking like all these people are in amazing shape. Like, yeah, he, like he's, he doesn't, Nothing about his like his physic his body and his face and everything like he doesn't deteriorate at all because he's like not sleeping and drinking to excess every single night. And like even right. the guy I totally thought that the friend uh Brian Chu was gonna be dead from like alcohol poisoning or something. But instead it's like he yeah. killed himself. It had nothing to do with like actual right. consequences. <laughs> And I also and couldn't like figure totally out. Random. I thought he was murdered or something. I didn't even realize I that he so killed too. him. Okay. I, and I, I thought like Tom Cruise is going to get like falsely accused of a murder. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this took a strange Or that the late, I thought his wife did it or something. Although like that would have been yeah. impossible, I guess. But like, also what about the suicide note made Tom Cruise change his mind? Because he goes to Elizabeth Shue and he says, Brian too never uh, told me how he felt until it was too late or something. And I'm like, he called you his best friend all the time i don't know what 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 changed what god it's terrible it was weird especially since tom cruise has already done that he already has gone to the house and tried to get her to talk to him it's not like 
he was like, oh, sick. I'll you just have this baby and I won't be a part of its life. He was trying to be a part of the baby's life. And he'd already turned down the check at that point. And then they have him go back and do the same thing. And the dad says, he's only here after the money. And it's like, why would you think that? He tore up the check you gave him. Right. Like, <laughs> just playing ugh, the long game. It's so stupid. Yeah, the ending got just super weird. Just like, it seemed very random. Like the suicide, uh, just the the multiple endings like there's the one ending where they're like together they just got married and then there's like a i think it's like a few months later where he's kind of got the bar more set mm-hmm. up and it felt like the same scene but it was different and well and also they weird. made it sound like the brian too actually does love his wife like that was sort of what he was it's really confusing right saying at and the like, end of the movie at no point did i ever care about brian too no or no. you know i didn't dislike him that much necessarily like he could have he could probably have been a fine character but i was not interested in like i i don't know yeah uh yeah i, I feel like they could have just they could have just lopped off the whole like uh ending in the bar like with the cocktails and dreams thing because it's like yeah. you know he says not that i believe him uh, and maybe I do need maybe I do need that scene in order to believe what he says in the prior scene where he says like oh I, you know I've got plans and I've got a little bit of money here and I've I've got plans to take more money from over there and do a thing uh, like he uses that to convince Elizabeth Shue uh, to go with him but then now I'm thinking like well nothing in the movie up to that point supports that he's being genuine or that he he can make good on any of these promises so maybe we need to see that i don't know but it's i don't know what what his arc is at all Uh, see and i kind of like on first viewing before i really like sat back and thought at all like so immediately after this movie ended i was like well that was kind of interesting that it was sort of it wasn't like a day in the life but it also wasn't like a grand you know here's the rise of a um, you know, a, a guy who becomes a can millionaire I tell you, by when I was, mall franchise. When I was watching this, I was like, Mike is going to like this because it's just people hanging out. Like, yeah, like there's I no love story. a good hangout movie. <laughs> I, I absolutely love I'm actually considering a hangout triple feature for my next triple feature. If you make us watch um, fucking Grown Ups again, I will fucking kill you and I will not do the <laughs> podcast anymore. I will not make okay. you watch Grown Ups again. Um, no, but like, and it, it kind of like felt like it kind of had that vibe, but you know, definitely not like a dazed and confused kind of hangout movie, but just like slice of life kind of thing or just like a small person story told in like a big movie. And I was like, OK, maybe. But you don't learn anything about, about the guy. No, exactly. And like the more I started to think about it, I was like, well, it wasn't really that kind of a movie. <laughs> um, just a bad but, movie. But like just because like I said, you kind of you kind of get or I said it or Andrew said it, but you kind of get pulled along. Uh, just by being interested in what might happen next. And even though some of it's kind of ludicrous, you're like, ah, I'll roll with it. Like just now, uh, gosh, you said some, oh, the yuppie poet. Like what the fuck was that? But like, (laughs) as I was watching the movie, as I was watching the movie the first time, I was just kind of like, oh, okay, well that must be a guy who's just like a character who comes to that bar and reads poetry Mm -hmm. and all these people seem to know it. But like, why did I have to write all that in my head and just kind of roll with it? Yeah. And then, like, as soon as the movie's over and you look back at that, you're like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. But, you know, as it's good. Yeah. Anyways, so I don't. Yeah. Yeah. This movie, this movie Anyways. attempts, attempts to, like, have a plot. Like, that's, that's, that's the difference. Well, why was Gina Gershon yeah. mad at him? Okay. See, that's, I was wondering about yeah. that. I was wondering, did I, 
that's the thing. I, there were like probably seven or eight times where I was like, okay, did I miss something? Because like I totally forgot about her character. I, I remember she was in it, but yeah. So she said think... she said that he like talked about their relationship yeah. to somebody, right? But uh, did we see that? Well, I guess Maybe. he talked about it with his friend, but he didn't like go to a the bar and tell a bunch of people. And also, like, was he... she's the kind of I mean. You know, I guess she has a right to privacy if that's what she wants, but I could see him maybe not expecting that since she's like making out with people in public in a bar. <laughs> like, why would right. he think like she didn't want me to tell my very good friend that we had sex? Yeah. So she never said like, don't tell anybody. It, not that it, I remember. And isn't she a reporter? Okay. Yeah, yeah. She was like a photographer. <laughs> so you think like if she, she would know what's on and off the record. Yeah, yeah. Get that on on tape. At the beginning of a relationship, this is off the record. Well, also, why um, is she rich? Like, if Gina she's Gershon? just like Gina Gershon. Yeah, I thought she was like a commercial photographer, maybe like a journalist, but also like like a fashion photographer. I don't even but remember. But still, I, it's honestly, like that's not the same as like that. I don't think that's the kind that, of wealth that the other guy is talking about. But it yeah. is. Yeah, I don't know. That whole chunk, I had pretty much entirely forgotten that it happened. But, and then uh, why does he get so mad at the guy? I know he's kissing her. And again, they had like, how long were they together? Uh, yeah, like a week or two. I don't know. And also, okay, so here's what's really crazy. So I, so it, I'm, we're pretty sure, or I'm pretty sure that it was the fact, like, because we don't see Tom Cruise talk to anybody else about the relationship, but Brian too. But, she was in the kitchen in Tom Cruise's lap at the table with Brian too. So like Brian right. too knows they're having sex. And I don't remember Tom, maybe she says something to to him. Like it's only going to get, it would have got, it gets crazier or something, or it gets better about like her fuck a bit, like her skill at fucking. And oh, so yeah. like, I'm wondering if it's that oh, yeah. he said to Brian too, like it's supposed to be a kind of like, they're real and they're spectacular kind of moment. And so maybe it's that Tom Cruise said to Brian too, that like, she's really good in bed, but it is kind of hard to imagine that lady being upset about that, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't know. And then take revenge felt... by kissing his friend. Doesn't the whole section when they're in the fancy club, so like the part with Gina Gershon and they're in the, the bar and then they fight, doesn't that, looking back on it now, feel like a third film? That, well, that's like, it, it's also another example of them skipping like big chunks of story because I'm like, I don't know how they ended up working there. Right. I was like, oh, yeah, did they already true. open oh, their club? Yeah, no, it was, um, it, it is confusing, but it's like, it's uh, when they're at the dive bar before that. Some dude comes up to them and is just like, whoa, you guys are hot shit. I'd right. like to have you come work for me. <laughs> and then cut to right. they work for that guy now, I guess. Well, but don't they tell him no at first? Maybe. <laughs> I thought the, I, for some Possibly. reason, I thought they did. And I was like, oh, OK. Yeah. I, was I, at, they up. I was at a work party last night that had like the best service I've ever had an event like that or like a wedding or anything where there's like a huge group of people and then there's like a handful of servers and bartenders who are somehow just like killing it and you're not having to wait for any like it was great and and there was something about the bartenders where I'm I, I was thinking this last night like not 
in conjunction with this movie, which I hadn't even watched yet. But just like, God, they are really like because these were really high quality bartenders at a very expensive place. And they definitely are like cool people like they they just seem so confident and they, you know, they always have something to say, like they're just and they're like working really hard and doing complicated things while talking to you. So like there's yeah, it's definitely a kind of person so, <laughs> like that you could make an interesting movie about, I think. But um, other than uh, you bragging about your ritzy nightlife, um, <laughs> did you notice? He's just jealous. He wasn't. Did you invited. notice? Were you standing behind the bar clapping as they? And cheering as they pushed Yeah, we were. Train. It was actually nobody sat down the entire night. Everyone was bunched up against the bar. Okay, cool. And we were just watching people throw bottles in the air. Like you came there. Like, for, you you came you there for a show. Yeah. Yeah. And they all sang along gonna, to all the music that was playing, and we were like, "That's cool. That's super cool." <laughs> you should uh, you should both read Ebert's review because Ebert was maybe not like a famously a, a you know he 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 was, was famously a drinker. Yes. Yeah. And at and, bars his, every night. His, yes, exactly. Yeah, and um, uh, in his review, he's just like he's most of his review is just being baffled at like why would people go to a bar if they're taking four minutes to pour two drinks? Like people would be yelling at these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't having that. I mean, I mean, maybe that was a real. Obviously, like flair is a thing, and there's like competitions or something, and maybe it developed around yeah. this time. Or something. Well, there's like those restaurants where they flip your shrimp around and they throw it and like they do the fire. Benihana. But no, that's like specifically a bartending thing, like where you go and you're you flip bottles and pour drinks and things and it's like competitive. Um, Yeah, yeah. What flair, right? Isn't that? Yeah, that's what I said. (laughs) Oh, okay, yeah. But like, I don't know. I wonder if that became a thing like around this time, and so they made a movie about it because it was popular. Um, yeah. Uh, until I saw it on the Wikipedia page, I thought Flair was like, you know, like an office space where she's like, oh, you yeah, have to have five that's pieces also of Flair. Flair. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Can't keep my Flair straight. <laughs> um, let me see my notes here. Uh, I took very few notes. Apparently, this was based on a book that was written by the guy who also wrote the screenplay. Mm-hmm. Um. I thought the scene where he told off, he's, he's like in the college class and then his professor's like, you know, he falls asleep and his professor's like, oh, perhaps, you know, tell us what your great idea is. And then he tells him and everybody's like, that's a stupid idea and you're stupid. And then he's like, well, if you're such, if you're such hot shit, why don't you, why are you teaching in a college, you stupid asshole? And everybody like kind of, I don't remember if they clapped That or was not, like you in college, right? Where, yes. That's every single class, every <laughs> single class on the first day. That's what I did. <laughs> um... But uh, I thought it was funny, but it also felt like very, like most scenes in the film, it felt like it was from a totally different film. And from nothing that would ever happen in life, which it does seem like this movie, like the baseline of this movie is real life. Like, right. See, (laughs) that felt like it would be in like an 80s college comedy or something like back to school. And then the the thing with Elizabeth Shue at, towards the end, it's like that felt like it was from a John Hughes movie. And then like the the scene where they go to uh, uh, Jamaica and like they're just living it up. It's like maybe a kind of like an eighties call or eighties like sex comedy kind of thing, or maybe like I don't know, like a Body Heat or I don't. I no, don't you're know. totally right. Like that uh, that, that the thing at the beginning where he's in college, which I totally forgot about, 
But like that, <laughs> yeah. that like that's a movie. A uh, uh, like a, a a guy returning from the war wants to go to school so he can you know yeah. Better and himself. he says like maybe I'm too old for to be a student. And I'm yeah. like that's an there that's, a, that's, that's an interesting thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know he can't he can't he can't get a job, but somehow gets like forty interviews. Um, so he decides to go to school, but then uh, to put himself through school, he gets a job as a bartender, and that makes it hard for him to go to school because it's the nightlife and all that. Like that's that's a movie. Yeah, I really think that movie that you just mm-hmm. said, that first half or first third or whatever, 20 minutes of this mm-hmm. movie, if the whole movie had been that movie, I think this would have been a lot cooler. For sure. I think all For of sure. the other movies that this wound up being that I, I wasn't very interested well, in what it was in the middle. Or yeah. the it also or feels like such a crock when she ends up being rich. I was like, oh, cool. So she is rich. Right. You know, you could have you can have like. That's such a weird wish fulfillment kind of a thing that like didn't fit this yeah. movie at all. Well, if they were going to reveal that, think- they should have revealed it at the very end. Which is stupid. It's still yeah. stupid. It's still a cop out. But like the fact. Well, and then that- she renounces her fortune, I guess. Which is ridiculous. But like even before that, when he goes to see her and her dad offers him ten thousand dollars, and he says, "See, I don't care about money," and he rips up ten thousand dollars, and it's just like. Yeah, you do that with the knowledge that if you're with this girl, you'll have much more than $10,000. Right. Well, right. and also, <laughs> it's too small amount an amount of money. Right. Like, what he needed for his... I know it was like, you know, 20, 30 years... Fuck, 30 years ago, right? No. 20. 32 no, 32. Years. Fucking shit. Okay, but... He Oh look who the doc look who's got the PhD. <laughs> it's like what you would do in college. Um yeah. <laughs> he but like his we they repeat kind of like the seventy five thousand dollar number a couple of times. And it's like, why wasn't the yeah. check for more money or for that amount of right. money or yeah. something that would make <laughs> us go like, oh, now he's really giving up his he's could have his dream if he would accept this and he's not. Right. Yeah. That would have made a lot more sense. Um, <laughs> Just seems like screenwriting 101 kind of. To yeah. like. <laughs> I actually, I kind of would. I mean, if I had infinite time in my life, I kind of would be curious to see what the first draft of the script mm-hmm. was or whatever, you know, the draft that was kind of winning people's hearts or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, it's almost like maybe the movie was unwritten. Yeah. And that's why it became like five different movies. Um, we need to yeah. cut this. But speaking of reading screenplays, you guys really should read Tom Sharpling's screenplay for Grown Ups 3, if you didn't. <laughs> okay. Did he write the... Wait, who's Tom Sharpling? He, he's like a radio host. He's very funny. He's kind of in the like okay. Hollywood handbooky world. and uh, Okay. He's, so it's like a joke? Or like yes, a, but I think... Yeah. I think it's worth reading. Okay. I'll look for that. And I'm, I'm, there's part of me that's not sure if it's a joke. Like they should because they actually should do it for sure. Yeah. It would yes. It's a great. Well, it couldn't be worse than grown ups too. It's in fact, it's even if you can believe it, I think it might even be a better movie than Grown Ups One. <laughs> um we'll see. I'll have to take I'll have to <laughs> to read it. Okay. Um okay. This might be something we can cut as well. But uh one of the taxis that he got out of at one point <laughs> said Goyim Transit. Did you notice uh-uh. that? No. What is that? So Goyim is like what a Jewish person calls a non-Jewish person. Oh. And it, But was there actually a taxi company called Goyim Transit? I guess it could have been somebody's last name. I don't 
don't know. It's New York. I just thought that was weird. Yeah. As, I, as I, how do you I'm spell it in that context? Uh, G-O-Y-I-M. Okay. I found Goyam Transit. Okay. Um, I'm just picturing like a like a Jewish guy who owns the company. He's like, I don't know. This is this is for the Goyam. We'll have I'm nice trying to click on the... it. The link that I found is not working. It's loading. What if this yeah. puts me we on some kind of this, list? <laughs> oh, it's Nen says error invalid request. That's so weird. But like, I get a good Google result for Goyam Transit Inc. for a, at mm. a website called Our City. Weird. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, I don't think it's a thing. Okay. Yeah, and it could be like somebody's last name or something. I just I thought that was really bizarre, and I was like, if that's like a joke in the movie. Or like the set designer played like a joke or something. I was like, that's strange. We also but got a pre my... we got a preview of Tom Cruise's shitty Irish accent. Uh oh, yeah. Yeah. I did notice that. Before uh what was it? Far yeah, and away. Yeah, yeah. The one Where he sounds like a yeah. pirate. Haven't seen that one. Oh boy. But we can put it in the next triple. Um uh, there was one He likes yeah. his he likes his head. <laughs> There was one really now. Now do now do Brad Pitt and meet Joe Black. Uh, everything going to be iry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> there is there is one little bit of trivia that I thought was cool, which was that um, the writer who did used to be a bartender, um, he the the all of the drink spinning like the only the only cool thing in the movie uh, wasn't actually according to you. I think it's cool. Okay. Can you do that? Can you spin bottles around your back and over your head and then pour like a perfect shot? No. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it takes it I takes can't. practice, okay. which they show in the movie. Um, but uh, that wasn't in the script. That was just something that the writer was like sh showing <laughs> the two guys how to do, and then they made it oh, part cool. of the movie. It's yeah. And if you and if you had it, your way, it would be the whole movie. It would be the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> imagine imagine being the writer and you have this kind of like like apparently a pretty serious script and you know uh people are really enjoying it and then you got you're like okay well, let me show you some of these tricks i learned when we when i back when i was a bartender yeah. and then the actor's like whoa this is way more fun this is we should do this in the movie let's just make this the movie i and think that's like, no, just no, it's, a, it's a gritty almost every movie like the story yeah, of every movie kind of... there was i think yeah. um thomas lennon wrote like a screenwriting uh book yeah where yeah with uh the other fellow his guy and, yeah yeah yes, where yeah. the main piece of advice i think was like you're gonna get fired just take the money <laughs> like <Right. laughs> the movie that gets made will not be your movie yeah writers get no respect mm -hmm. yeah especially bad writers yeah all right <laughs> Uh, Andrew, where you were gonna say something, or were you? Oh say? no, I was just—I've I've got something, but I'll—I'll I'll add it into my final thing or whatever. I have like just okay. little so, notes. Okay, yeah, my—I am out of notes other than to say that Elizabeth she was super cute, which mm -hmm. I already did say, yeah. but she was really cute in this movie, and she's like <clears throat> and good. Also, she grounds it a little bit for sure. Yeah, yeah, I would have liked to see more of that character. Just if if you could call it a character uh, to get a little. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah, it, she's it, living she, the opposite life. Like 
if the kind of the lesson of the movie is that the life that he's pursuing is wrong, she's the one she has wealth and is renouncing it in order to pursue her dream like directly. Um, and like, that would be an interesting foil for Tom Cruise. Unfortunately, the movie doesn't tell us that until like <laughs> after <laughs> most of her scenes are done. Right. Yeah. Um, my last note was that the cinematographer on this film was one Dean Semler. Does that sound uh, familiar to anybody? No. Oh, I'm scared. He did the movie last week. He did Super Mario Brothers. <gasps> oh, my goodness. Isn't that, that weird? That is weird. Yeah. But yeah, he did Mad Max 2 and 3. He did Dances with Wolves. He did Super with Mario wolves? Brothers. He did Waterworld. With That's wo- what he always says. Dances okay. with Wolves, yeah. Sorry. What? He always says Wolves. Oh, how? Okay. Wolves. What do you say? No, wolves? you just said Wolves. No, you say Wolves every time. Wolves. Well, now you're saying now it. You're now you're pronouncing it, right. it a little more. But oh, yeah, I've just that's just I been a wolves. mic thing for like my whole as long as I've known you, hmm. which is like 20 years wolves. almost. I know. It's, yeah, it's weird. Time flies. Is that a, is that uh, a Kansas also, thing to say words wrong? Did. Apocalypto. Okay. Uh, <laughs> possibly. Okay. <laughs> my grandparents... My grandparents, they're from Iowa, and they used to say Crick instead of Creek. Mm-hmm. And, they, yeah, there's there's definitely, what are they, colloquialisms? Is that what those are called? Uh, like little regional things, regional. dialect. My grandma sometimes says turlet. Turlet? And, and like turlet? What's turlet, that? yeah. Like a toilet. Hmm. Oh, turlet. Okay, yeah. <laughs> what do you got, Kit? You said you got some notes Just left? like some little stragglers. Um, yeah. I thought that the montage of him being rejected from jobs was like uh, it was a well done like lively bit of filmmaking Mm -hmm. um but i did have a hard time believing that those people wouldn't hire tom cruise like like really okay and i don't know and it was a lot of lady bosses like all right it was it was just like (laughs) too it was too many interviews for me to like maybe maybe (laughs) maybe the world is just different now but like who who How many interviews did you have while looking for a job for six months? Seven months, and thanks for the setup for me to look really good. <laughs> but I had um, in in person, I had three. That's what I'm saying. Like this dude went to like 20 interviews, and like my what I what I expect is that he just walked in off the street and said, "Yeah," hey, he's like, I "Who can I talk to?" Exactly. Yeah. Um, now, to mm-hmm. be to be fair to Kit. All of Tom Cruise's interviews were like one second long. That's so that's true. Mine were much longer. Mine were several seconds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like dozens of seconds. Um, I liked the hot pizza bit, like when he's taking the pizza out of the oven and he's like kind of like oh, patting yeah, it so. back and forth and then gets it on the plate, yeah. which I guess maybe <laughs> yeah. is supposed to be related to his bartending flair. But I just thought of it as like Tom Cruise is cool. <laughs> like he even like handles a hot pizza in a cool way. Um, yeah. Let's see. I, as I said, I like that they prove definitively that Tom Cruise is making those shots. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't seem like a guy who would be good at basketball. And what I'm imagining is he wasn't good at basketball and he just became the best basketball player ever in order to do this movie. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, I thought she was a bad drawer. <laughs> like, oh, her like, paintings? The the paintings were okay. The drawing she does of him on the beach, I was like, that is terrible. Oh yeah. It does not look like him. Yeah. At all. Yeah. Um. Let's see. 
I thought the fight in the gallery was good. What was that? Like when he punches that guy and pushes him into the oh yeah to the statue. Yeah, he straight up beats the shit out of sculpture. Him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was like it, it felt very real. It did. Well, um, yeah. I I kind of wonder if it just was because it's yeah. him. But like yeah, the doorman. No, 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 no. So the dude, the dude, uh, the they, art guy. Yeah, he like talks down to him. He's just like, oh, you haven't got him trained yet to her his girlfriend or whatever. Oh, that's right. And then he yeah. he insults the dude. He says his art shitty because it is. And then the dude punches him. Yeah. And then he asks the girl to hold his drink. And then he just beats the shit out of him. That's good. That's a good yeah. moment. That was that was like the uh, Ansel Elgort like just like one-handed body slamming that dude in <laughs> mm-hmm. or choke yeah. slamming that dude in men, women, and children. Like the only cool thing in that mm-hmm. entire movie. That's, that's, that's this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what it made me think of as well. Mm-hmm. Was Tom that Cruise scene. with Mimi Rogers at this time? I think so. Or probably was, or right before, okay. but it was like, yeah, around that time. She is the worst. Um, let's see what else. Um, Oh, yeah, when he's, like, I was shocked that, like, he was kissing Kelly Lynch. Is that what made you think of Roadhouse? Isn't she in that, too? Maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. Uh, the thing that made, I, I No, I is she like, in Top Gun? I'm sorry. I yes. don't know. <laughs> okay. Maybe. <laughs> she was definitely listed in the credits like I should know who she was, but I didn't know who she was. Okay. But, but no, Roadhouse, I was just thinking it was going to be a movie about, like, we have to save the bar from like the rich guy. Uh-huh. No, yeah. Kelly Lynch um, is not in Top Gun. Don't know why I said okay. that. Okay. Kelly Lynch What's that is name? in Roadhouse. It's Kelly something. Kelly Lynch. Gun, it? Oh, it is? Oh. Kelly. In Top Gun, I thought her Kelly... name was Kelly. Or something. Oh, I don't know. Anyway. Don't know. Um, anyway. But he says, I was very surprised that like, that she got anywhere kissing him. Like, why? I know she's beautiful, but like, and that's so late in the film for him still to be a huge asshole, you know? Oh, I know. Like when you he's know. kissing her. And then when he says, I can't make it with my best friend's old lady. Like, nope. That was <laughs> yeah. like, that's not in the, you know, dialect of this film. <laughs> like, what the hell? That was so stupid. I'm going stupid. back down to the yard to play stickball with my mates. <laughs> I know. Yeah. He just becomes like a, like a plumber from the 50s or something. Yeah. <laughs> Can't make it with my old, my best friend's old lady. That's right. Um, also, yeah. there was like one good song in the movie, which was "When Will I Be Loved," at the end. But that is a really weird song to play at your wedding. Like, yeah. lyrically, it's true. That makes no sense. Well, the end wasn't their wedding. Oh no, but that is what they play at their wedding. Yeah, because there's like another little bumper. There is after yeah. that. Oh, see, I didn't see. Yeah, because she's yeah, like she's pregnant. pregnant or more pregnant, I guess. Yeah. What a weird ending. So, so weird. weird to like zoom forward to their wedding and then zoom forward again to her, not with the babies, but pregnant. He's got the bar and yeah, it's strange. That's why I had to rewatch it tonight. I was like, wait, how did that end? Weird film. Um, are there any other little stragglers? Not for me. This is the section. This is the part of the podcast we call stragglers. Lil, lil, lil stragglers. Little stragglers. Kelly Lynch still looks pretty great, I would say. Like, mm-hmm. definitely some pl- plastic surgery, but she looks good. Andrew, did you have any little stragglers? <laughs> no, I mean, uh, no. I've never seen Scrooged. All of my all of my notes are, are questions that are not explained. Okay. Well, then, should we have the Tom Cruise minute? Okay. That I can do. 
Okay. Um, I think I could do like 30 seconds. So I feel like, uh, like the, the one cool thing, the thing that w- made me, <laughs> damn it. Is that a metronome? Okay. <laughs> no, it's a clock. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were trying to get me to hit a particular cadence. Um, <laughs> but like the one cool thing, the thing that would make me want to watch this movie was the, 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 the cocktail making, but the movie's not about, <laughs> the movie's not about that at all. And, but I do think it's cool. Damn it. I, I know. But I do think, I do think it is kind of like, um, like the basketball and then just kind of like, you know, him, Tom Cruise in general, just like the way he approaches doing things in movies. Like he's just, you can, you can see that like, oh, this is the start or near the start of like him kind of ingraining it in, in himself that people want to see people doing things. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we want to yeah. be able to see the actor's face. We want to be able to see you performing like these tasks and not have it cut together in a weird way or, mm-hmm. or have doubles or whatever. So I think that's cool. That's a good point. Yeah, that's cool. That's it. Kit, do you have a Tom Cruise minute? Um, you know, I'll say, and I feel bad saying this. I didn't, he wasn't very Tom Cruisey in this. No. Like you're saying, like the thing you're pointing out, the things that were Tom Cruisey were the physical things for sure. Yeah. Um, and there were a couple of lines or times where he yelled or something that I was like, there's Tom Cruise. But like, even in legend, I felt the, like th- the power of Tom Cruise, like kind of coming through, even though that movie was, was stinky and he's playing a very yeah. weird character in it. This, this one just like, it felt like it could have been anybody. This reminded me a lot of, um, another movie that came out around this time called bright lights, big city. Um, mm-hmm. it's oh, yeah. 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 So it's, um, it's this Michael J. Fox movie, but he's played like he's playing kind of like a, a druggy piece of shit in New York. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's like you're watching somebody who's very charismatic, who is like has like charisma and has a, a like that that star draw play somebody that you just do not want to watch them be. Like, mm-hmm. and it's, it's sort of, it's very similar subject matter, I think, but like also well, just like likable people playing unlikable people. And he could play, it's not like, like Tom Cruise can play an unlikable guy. Sure. But it's still. See, I think, I think he can play here. This is what I'll say. I think he can play a bad guy, like a villain, but mm-hmm. he's not very good. At, I don't know if he's good at playing bad guys. But like Magnolia, like, he plays like. An asshole. But that dude's a cartoon that you can see right through. Like there's there's, there's right. layers to that. Like this is this dude's just a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Is yeah. it's just like I don't know if anyone could do this because he's the protagonist of the movie and we hate him. So sure. like there's not really a way to <laughs> like you can have like an anti hero, but like we we have to like them. Yeah. And no one would like this guy. He sucks. I want I think he utterly Dessert, particularly like Elizabeth Shue of all people like she's such a like angel in a way like not in this movie I just mean like her kind of like screen presence is like wow the sweetest most you know she's pretty and she's just like such a wonderful person you're like please please don't go with this man mm-hmm. yeah what about you Mike um well, I don't know that I really have a Tom Cruise minute. Um, I think, you know, of the 
I don't know. I, I think some of the Tom Cruise comes through in here, but I think kind of like you're saying, there's the problem of having a guy that you really want to, or an actor that you really want to like whenever you see him in a movie play kind of a role like this. I wanted his character to become a, a better person. Yeah. And, um, he doesn't, it's, I, I don't think he's like an awful person. I think it's, it's more that it's a poorly drawn character mm-hmm. than that. It's like a really bad guy. Well, you um, don't understand anything about why he does what he does. So like maybe if we knew why he was so misguided or what gave him these dumbass like you have to accept a dare kinds of thoughts, then we right. would like respect him more or be more on his side but it's just like we just see him do really stupid things and really asshole things like maybe there's like a prologue that got cut of like him in vietnam and and he didn't take a dare and it got like his whole platoon killed or something how old do you think he He was coming back he was coming back from the war not the war yeah he He was was. no he was like in service he wasn't he was i don't don't think he was coming back from what war do you think he was coming back from didn't this movie take place like 10 years before it was made no it's like 80s wall street i'm pretty sure no you wait you really Uh oh did you think that because (laughs) just because of that beginning yeah i thought he was a soldier coming back from the war No, he was he was in he was a soldier. He was in in the military, but he wasn't coming back from like a particular war and certainly not the Vietnam War. (laughs) I was wondering wondering why that never came up. Well, (laughs) maybe you were uh, mixing it up with like born on the 4th of July. Like it just that rolled through or something. Yeah, that's so funny. So like, Um, what did you make of all the yuppie shit then? I guess I forgot about it by the time we got to that (laughs) stuff. Yeah. (laughs) No, but I mean, I kind of get that because like I was saying, there was a lot of stuff where I, you kind of fill in the blanks because you're trying to put together the yeah. scene and like movies sometimes just throw you in and you have to figure it out. And sometimes that's fine. Mm-hmm. But like in this one, whatever you had figured out to make the last scene make sense doesn't necessarily fit the next scene no. just because the movie doesn't make sense. Uh, I have a question, though. Was Risky Business after before. this? Before. It was before this? So let it goes Legend, Top Gun. No, Risky Business was before... Uh, Legend, I think. It was before I Legend? So. Oh, I thought he... Let me find out. Okay. Risky... Uh, Legend came out the same year. Like 80... Yeah, 86, I think, and Risky Business was 83. Okay. All right. I had totally had that timeline all wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that was my Tom Cruise minute. Um, <laughs> any uh, closing thoughts for anybody? I would just say that, like, I th- think I thought this was going to be more of a like a coyote ugly and instead it was like a like a less than zero sort of situation mm-hmm. like yeah it was just it was horrible it was wasted waste it was bad i didn't like it yeah actually yeah let's do final ratings we never really do we don't usually do final ratings so andrew thought it was bad Yeah, that's my final rating so, it's a very bad movie bad out of 10 mm-hmm. okay me okay um what what would you say i kind of thought that i think my understand i kind of thought this movie was going to be like an adult kind of like i don't know not the big chill or anything but like just like an adult drama and i kind of had in my mind that it was good um even though i've heard recently like people talk about cocktail being shitty i was like i just thought it had a reputation of being like a pretty good movie and and a very popular movie it was yeah. really bad. It reminded me 
almost of it was like a TV movie in a way, not in terms of like the look, but just like the plotting and how like unworked out it seemed. Like it just felt hastily put together or something. Um, um, yeah, I thought it was bad. Okay, I thought that it was probably yeah. I would say bad. It was it was um, definitely disappointing. I guess maybe I shouldn't have said Roadhouse. Maybe I should have said like. I thought this was going to be like a fun 80s uh, kind of like a romance comedy, like maybe like something like uh, like Footloose yeah. or just like one of those like party movies that everybody it's just got a really good attitude. And even though it's kind of ludicrous, it's like fun. Yeah. You know, but so, yeah, I was definitely disappointed with what it was compared to what I thought it would be. I don't I guess it's not an 80s classic. It doesn't seem like there really is a big like I didn't find a lot of articles about like, oh, cocktail hits its 30th anniversary. Like there were a couple, but it doesn't seem like it's really carried through much so yeah i would say uh bad out of 10 as well <laughs> sad right. and not even Thank very you. tom cruisey that sucks yeah it's disappointing yeah yeah but don't despair mm-hmm. dear listener mm-hmm. uh join us next week when we discuss 1996's jerry Maguire, also starring tom cruise uh which will be us continuing andrew's Tom Cruise films that Mike has not seen. See, I hope Triple I hope that's as fun as I thought this was going to be. Jerry Maguire yeah. is Jerry Maguire actually good? No, but no, don't you can't you shouldn't say that. Okay, I don't Sydney know. Sydney and my mom and August love that movie, and like I'm probably going to call okay. Sydney and be like, "Tell me why you like it again," like in preparation for the episode. And it did. I mean, okay. it did. We could have a special guest. I mean, it was it's like a, a, it's an iconic, and it was a contender at the Oscars. Right. It won an Oscar. It, there you go. So that that automatically means All it's right. good. Well, that sounds like next week's episode is going to be one you don't want to miss. Mm-hmm. So uh, thanks for listening and good night and good luck. <laughs> <laughs>